Hi everyone, welcome to Mindset Manifestation with me, Christina Medina, where we uncover the magic within. I am holding space here for your inner work, your transformation, and the release of anything that stops you from receiving the abundance that exists within you and all around you. For those newbies, a deepest heartfelt welcome. I'm so happy you're here and that I get to be a part of your journey. Before we jump in, let's take a moment to align with our breath, breathing in love and light, and breathing out anything blocking you from receiving. Taking this time to connect to your inner guide, connect to this podcast message, and align with the highest vibrational energies. Now let's get started. All right, guys, so I am still in Isla Hobach in Mexico, but I wanted to release that second part of the interview that I had. Well, not interview again, honest conversation with Christina Man Lakiani, the co founder of Mind Valley. So stay tuned for part two of our honest conversation where we really get into it. We talk about what is manifestation. Um, I particularly like this conversation because we really sort of debunk, um, what manifestation is. And so, uh, you guys know that I'm all about the manifestation lifestyle and what it is to be living in alignment and what it takes to live in alignment. We also talk about my signature three M's, meditation, mantra, and mudra. So I was really excited to share that process with the members of Mind Valley. So enjoy, and we will be back to the regular podcast um, next Monday. So have a great week. Sending you so much love from New York. Mwah. Oh, I just got to correct myself. I said sending so much from so much love from New York, sending you so much love from Isla Holbach in Mexico. Mwah. Uh, so Naomi is asking, and it's the most upvoted question, what if we are so blocked and stagnant that we can't even figure out life's purpose? It's a good question. Let's... It is a very good question. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to give you some of it's my- a question thoughts. from Naomi. Okay. Thank you for your question, Naomi. So I have been there. I know exactly what that feels like. I do believe that we all have a purpose that we've-, we've um, our soul has manifested itself in this human body for a purpose on purpose. And I think that often we have what the, the terminology I like to use is we have things that are stuck to us. I'm, I'm a visual artist. So I speak in very visual language, but I like to think of like, you know, when you go to the dentist and you have plaque stuck to your teeth and they like clean your teeth away, right? You're like that. So you have things stuck to you that cloud your thinking clouds, um, your, the lens that you look through life, uh, or you look at life through. And so some of the things that I've worked out or tools that I've used to help me with that. Number one, I would take, I take manifestation baths. I take this whenever I feel lost. 
I have a vision of my life. And I told you, I have those 10 goals I write down, but some days, just like everybody else, I doubt my abilities. I doubt my purpose. I feel like, why am I thinking of this stuff? Like this, you know, you just feel like this is ridiculous. Like this is stupid sometimes, you know, for a lack of better word. And so you have that. I look at that as like, this is an old program coming up telling me that I can't do whatever it is I want with my life, that I don't have a purpose. So I take these manifestation baths and it's, it's really a simple bath. And honestly, I feel like it really does work because you know what you're doing. Can I pause you for a second? You take a manifestation bath. Yes. Yes. Such a beautiful idea. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, it is really beautiful. So when I feel lost, I take this bath and it's, it's simple. Epsom salts, Okay. So like a half cup of Epsom salts and some essential oils. And as I'm doing this, and I kind of learned this from Reiki too. It's like something I developed because through Reiki, I learned about energy work and I learned about setting an intention on things and water, especially salt water is incredibly healing for our soul, for our, our, um, our aura, for just cleaning off that plaque that we get, you know, that doesn't really belong on us, but through life, through existing in this world and being around people with different mindsets, you know, you're going to pick up some of that energy and you're going to pick up some of that stuff and it's going to start to alter your perception or distort your perception. So I will take this bath and I set an intention on the bath water. You know, I ask the Epsom salts, like clear out all this junk that is not part of who I am and what I'm here to do clean, you know, make this water healing and help return me back to my high vibrational state, sprinkle the salts in there. I get some Lang Lang and I'll sprinkle a few drops of Lang Lang, which is an essential oil. And I'll say, connect me to the earth, to my divine feminine, to, you know, to my higher, like, um, energetic frequencies. It's always about the higher energies. And I, I talk to it. I pour rose water in the bath and I say, connect me to more of that divine feminine energy. Um, patchouli, I'll put a few drops of that ground me in my ideas so I can actually execute my ideas. Lavender, so I can open up to like the divine, like collective consciousness where ideas come from. And then I'll put it all in the put that all in the bath. And then I'm really, um, I have a sign from the universe. Like, you know, sometimes people talk about angel numbers. I call them inner guide numbers, little signs that you see repeated through your days. I feel like those remind me that I'm on track. And so mine is this infinity symbol and also the number eight. And so when I do this bath, I'm moving the water, like in this infinity symbol. And basically you're kind of like blessing the water. You're putting that intention that this water is healing and this water is going to pull all the junk off of you. That is making you feel stagnant. That is making you feel like you're blocked, like you're not clear energy. And then I get in the bath and I sit in there. (laughs) (laughs) And I just let myself, you know, I light a candle, I light some Palo Santo and I just sit in the bath and just imagine that all of this stuff is clearing off of me. And I'm telling you the power of your imagination, you know, I like to say imagination and daydreaming are like a superpower. So there are superpowers that you have your imagination, um, the ability to daydream, which I find is interesting that we, when you're in school, you're not allowed to daydream. Like I used to get in so much trouble for daydreaming. Oh, pay attention, come back, you know? So the daydreaming, that's a superpower. The gratitude is a superpower. You know, there are certain things that give you so much energetic power. And so that bath and you're visualizing everything just 
being pulled out of you and and those salts are just pulling all that the water is healing you know and cleansing your chakras cleansing your aura bringing you back to your natural high vibrational state well you you partially answered my after question but uh, before i ask it i want to say that you know uh, we were we, on our first trip to neka island with vision uh, it's it's Bran, richard branson's island so uh, i i went for massage there and I, i picked up a little essential oil from my massage session and after that i used to jokingly uh when i dropped this in my bath i would say like oh this is me uh getting the the rich uh vibrations or the rich energy sure. i'll soak in the bath to be to be um, affluent that that was uh, said jokingly but the question now the serious question is so how important are actually physical rituals because on one side obviously manifestation or the faith in the universe or the trust that the universe is going to deliver it to you uh this is uh, somewhere on the cognitive level or maybe not even cognitive level but the physical uh physical ritual that you just described or any other rituals uh they are uh, kind of it seems like they're from the different uh from the different <laughs> side of the coin altogether how important are they uh, for the power of manifestation on one side and the other the other part of the question is uh why do they have the um, wh why do they have the impact on that if if they do have the impact and and why is it important to do that mm -hmm. so Okay, so rituals can be basically anything. And I feel like even going to a yoga class is like a ritual, like all of this work that we do or these rituals or journal exercises or my manifestation. Ma path. Mantra is also essentially a ritual. Exactly. Mantra, the same thing. I feel like they're all working to do one thing, to release the stuff that's blocking you from being the higher energy being that you truly are. So how important are they? Well, I think they're they're very important if you're feeling blocked. So if you're feeling that your energy feels down, okay, why am I feeling down today? I need to do something. Like we I personally have gone through situations where I used to try to fight the down energy, but then I came to the realization that that down energy is happening for a reason. There's something else going on here. Maybe I need to care for myself. Maybe I need to have some of this like energy restoration sort of sort of rituals where you know taking the bath writing in the journal doing the mantra you know doing mirror work where you stare into the mirror and you tell yourself like i love you i'm never going to abandon you i'm going to honor you today you know those are the types of things all of those things are rooted in helping you get back into the to an energetic state where you are able to manifest. And one of the key things I want to say about manifesting and all this stuff that sounds like it's not like specifically manifestation related. Again, I'm talking about having a life beyond whatever you thought you could have because you have cleared away all the junk stuck to you that keeps you from living in that higher vibration frequency. The money, the wealth, the the true like love that you're seeking um the life beyond you could ever imagine that is your birthright that is what we came here to do and i know this is like just from what you're you know you told me about your background i know this this might be hard to to fully take in and accept as a reality um but i'm going to challenge that because you choose your reality and so you are living an old program when you say i'm from russia and here we're very you know like it 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 has to be logical you know it has to be this 
that is a program that you are choosing to accept as your reality. You can choose to say, this is what I was brought up believing, but I, I choose to now allow myself to believe this. And maybe I don't believe it a hundred percent right now, but I know that I'm opening up to it. And I think that's the key. It's like, number one, knowing you don't have to believe something is true right now. I've heard people say that mantras don't work, but I truly believe they do work. But what I think is important with a mantra is that you have a mantra that is believable to you. Like that's why the bigger and better things are coming to me mantra. I don't know how, and I don't know when, that is giving my brain the freedom or my mind the freedom to accept this as a reality because I'm not trying to convince myself that I believe it right now, but I'm convincing myself that I know I will believe it. Does that sound, does that make sense? It's kind of talking yeah, about it. it, it, it <laughs> does. I, I'm just sorry that I might have left an impression that I don't believe in manifestation. I'm just trying to understand the, uh, the, uh, out of it. Yes, <laughs> so yes. I'll, I'll check out other questions that we have here. There are two more questions which got quite high votes. One okay. is from Jonathan. Uh, while being in a, in a relationship, how do you make personal manifestation work within a couple when they're not the same? How do you make it work? It's interesting. Would well, you like again, to answer that? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, uh -huh. I mean, I, I 100% know this experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think, again, that comes back down to realize, realizing that, that we are all on our journeys. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that about your own life, that you are going to, you are on a journey to a place and you are, will go through various stages of spiritual growth. And that person is on their own journey. And it's not always going to be hundred percent in alignment with your own journey. And I think as you, you start to understand and work on those feelings of deserving, and you realize that you're living in like a mental program of your perceived reality, that you start to have a little more compassion for yourself. And that opens you up to have compassion for other people. So you're, you're giving that person that freedom to have their own. I mean, why would you want to control someone's thinking? because you don't want someone to control your thinking. It's about liberating the mind and being able to dream big and, and, and manifest these things into reality. It's not about mind control. And so you've got to give that other person that freedom to wake up to their own, their own mm -hmm. spiritual journey. So you just keep manifesting what's important for you, even if uh, your partner is on a different journey. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You keep manifesting and you keep sending the intention to them. You can always send love and intention to them that they will wake up to their own journey. I mean, I do that with people all the time, you know, just because I care about people. You know, I, I see people living in New York. I see people all the time that are not in the best situations. And I, I send them the feeling of, I hope you someday wake up to your own infinite power, you know, and, and can, want more for your life. You know, I think that's what it's all about. And, and this manifestation lifestyle that I like to call it, it's really this waking up to your own deserving, waking up to your own worthiness. They, I mean, that's how I changed my life was understanding that I deserve to have a life that I want because I used to think that if I wanted certain things and yeah, it started with material things at first, I used to think that if I wanted 
um, things in my life that I was selfish. That's how I was raised. Like you don't want for yourself, you help other people. I was living, I was raised in a program where I had to be so careful with other people's feelings out of survival that I learned to ignore my own feelings, my own wants and desires. So I, that, that feeling of deserving, and that's where the perfectionism came to, because like, if I did something wrong, then someone would be disturbed and then that could put me in danger, you know? So it was like overly cautious about everybody else completely detached from my body and myself and what it was I wanted in this life. And I feel like many of us walk around in this world completely detached from what we truly want. We see things on Instagram or TV or whatever. And we think this is the life that we want. And, and yes, I was motivated, motivated by those physical, mm -hmm. tangible things. I live in New York city. There's a huge spectrum from the very poor to the very rich, all within this one Island of Manhattan. So yeah, I was influenced by things. You get those things and you realize that's not really the root of what I want. I want something more. Mm. It's an interesting twist to the question that you, uh, that, that that whole idea that sometimes we are taught to uh, disregard our own desires and, and feelings uh, because we think that this is selfish or wrong or we have to think about someone else. So maybe maybe it is an interesting different look at um, at a clash of manifestation within the couple. There is one more question. Mm -hmm. well, I think we froze a little bit. Why? I also get, uh, I also let uh, go for some time, but nothing. Um, it looks like my internet connection is not very good. I hope you if you have heard it's up there in the Q and A section. Christina, have you? Did, did you hear me or did I? No, separate? I didn't hear you. Disconnect. I was just looking to see. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. It froze. I'm back. Me. I'm back. I had some. Uh, so if I, should I read it out again? Yes, please. So the question comes from Melanie. Uh, I'm doing everything to manifest, but now it's almost a year. Nothing has shown up. Why? I also let go for some time, but nothing. In fact, it's a very interesting question because I wanted to ask that question as well. Sometimes we are good in almost everything, but then there is this one area in life, this the splinter <laughs> where, where your magical witchy almost witch-like uh, manifestation skills just don't work so the question from melanie so okay one of the things that i like that i refer to often like on my podcast and in working with people and kind of explaining this is i like to call them the underworkings so you are trying to manifest something in your life but you're not just the primary creator here. You are co-creating with the universe, with the energies of the world and with other people, places and things. So the underworking. So again, I'm visual. I like to imagine under the earth, there are like these little things that are kind of pulling like little strings that are pulling things like into my life that I'm trying to manifest. So number one, I would say that maybe that whatever it is, because it's, it's the, the question should be 
explained a little bit deeper because I don't really know what it is she's wanting to manifest and like her background and stuff. But number one, there are other people, places and things that are involved typically in your manifestation, like the, the glue coming out of nowhere. I I'm not, that's not the kind of manifesting that I really work with, but that's pretty incredible. But I have had those situations where it's like, oh my gosh, this is exactly. And so it kind of makes me smile inside when little things like that happen. But to me that I don't, feel like that's everyday manifestation. Those are like the little signs from the universe that you're on the right track. Um, it's not but, very practical manifestation because you can't be hoping yeah, that things will fall in the lap. Right. Time. And I think that a lot of times those are the things that people that really resonate with people, they really latch on to where I feel like manifestation lifestyle is, you know, you, you accept and understand again, it comes out to detaching from the outcome because you realize that there's other things that are also working with. Also, I feel like if you're not manifesting something, maybe there's something energetically that you need to work on that doesn't feel like you deserve whatever it is you're manifesting too. So again, I don't know her and I don't know her background necessarily to really dive into like where that energy block is or where that blockage is coming in. But again, I just go back to there's so many little like facets of things that are all kind of working under the surface to bring these things into alignment. It's a, I call it the beautiful unfolding. Mm. Things unfold. Uh, guys, I promise that next time you'll be able to come online and ask your question, then you can actually clarify. Unfortunately, today we don't have this uh, opportunity, so I'm being your voice. Uh, but I also have my own voice and I have to ask that question. You mentioned in the very beginning of the session about healing your um, beliefs or healing your uh, mental work, something something along those That's lines. Program. Can you go a little deeper in that? Because that was, uh, that was an interesting bit, which... Um, I, I didn't uh, go deeper at that time. Yeah. 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 So I found a book when I was a kid that was, that said like, change your mind, like a computer program or something like that. And I found it in the library. And I think ever since I found that book, this has just been, this is really stuck with me because again, I'm very visual and I feel like visualization, like visuals, visualizing things help to kind of make sense of something to me. So I imagine the program that I've kind of adopted. And so the healing of the programs, there are many programs that I've adopted in my life that this happens because of this, essentially that's the program. So, or if you do this, then this will happen. Or if you behave like this, then this will happen. So I had to heal a lot of those programs, um, things that I, you know, in childhood, we adopt, like, I feel like we're all healing from this inner child, you know, like the inner child trauma at whatever level, you know, we all experiencing experience things in our childhood that kind of shape the lens and how we see the world. So it, it, it shapes the way we see and what is possible in the world. And I'm sorry, I closed my eyes a lot, but it's like, that's how I see, that's the way I see it to explain it to you. But that's how we see the world. And so this thing, basically this program shapes the lens. And in order to change the way you see the world, you need to go back to the program that is responsible for the lens that you're looking through. And it was like what I was saying before, like you can decide, yeah, yes. Okay. You're Russian things. You know, everybody believes this way. I believe this way, but you can then decide 
I no longer want to believe this way, but what will it take for me to really not believe this way? How do I need to, like, what is it within me that would need to change in order to believe this? And this all comes back to the, the coaching practice and stuff too. And you really have to learn how to just kind of talk to yourself that way and talk yourself through things. Mm. Um, so I'll read out maybe one more question and then I have one more I wanted to ask uh myself okay. <laughs> Jonathan we've had this ever um so how do we cultivate positive trust in the universe in order not to manifest the bad things in our life that come up from the place of fear and stress and the question comes from Eva I believe Eva is from Poland judging by the family name but then I might be mistaken <laughs> hi Eva thank you for the question so can you repeat the question again? I'm sorry. I so thought the question it was, it. how do we cultivate positive trust in the universe in order not to manifest the so-called bad things in our, uh, in our life that come up from the place of fear and stress? I guess it's actually another aspect of the previous question when things don't work out and here where you are actually worried that you might manifest something which you don't want. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think number one, I would want to get really clear on what it was I was wanting to manifest. I think that's really important. Again, it's like, where do you want to intend that energy to go? And I think that is one defining it. Number two, when you come across something that would seem to be bad, again, have that conversation with yourself and, and dive in and ask like, what about this is bad? And what, what can I take from this to help make me actually a little more empowered? I, I don't believe that anything, let's see, I don't want to say that you can, you are always manifesting. So you are always co-creating. You can co-create seem like whatever you want to label is good. And whatever you want to label is bad. Some things can be bad, but they're actually there to serve you for good. You know? So I, I think that's kind of like a gray area. Mm -hmm. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I've had many instances, like when I told you I was crying in the, in the shower, you know, and this wasn't the first time, but I was going through a particularly tough time with some people that I was working with on a team. And, um, but now that I look back at that years later, I'm like, wow, if I wouldn't have gone through that, I wouldn't have had this inner strength that I really needed to call upon myself at the time. Mm. Does that answer your question? Uh, I hope so. Eva is online, so she can say if, if that answered her question. Uh, I do have one more question at store and we have to be finishing soon. So that's why I'm going to stick that one in. Uh, I've heard that you have your own uh, system of three M's. Could you, I, I'm probably not giving you even enough time to talk about that, but at least uh, maybe yeah. the tip of the iceberg. Okay, so the tip of the iceberg is um, through meditation, mantra, and mudra. So those are three of the techniques that I've consistently used in my life. Um, the meditation, I feel, is a way for you to connect to, I use this term inner guide. Some people say higher self. Some people say God, you know, there are different labels for it. It depends on what your belief system is, but the meditation is the way that I connect to my inner guide. I put my hand on my heart always, because this is where I feel like this energy comes from. 
um, and I'm able to sort of upload information. So I upload that innate wisdom that I need. That was kind of referring back to when I go to the quiet place and I kind of meditate on like a question or something. So it's meditation. Um, mudra. Mudra is, okay, so there, it's actually very complicated to dive into, but they're hand gestures that activate different energy points in your body. And one of, I'll just share this one with you and I'll send it out to you guys too. This is my favorite mudra. It's infinite love and gratitude. Also means I love you in sign language. And it's incredibly powerful. And you can share this with other people. You can share it with yourself, but you can stand in the mirror and do your mirror work, which is like speaking and talking to yourself, even using the mantra, which is the third M um, and use this mudra. So that is a extremely powerful one that everybody, I feel like most people are very familiar with because it's kind of like, I think, did you, do you know this? I, love uh, actually, I, I, I don't know mudras at all. So it's, well, it's you know, me. Oh, okay. This is, this is, I love you in sign language also. Oh, so yeah. Cool. Now I know. Cool. Now, you know, sign language I, I usually use that. this, but yeah. uh, this is a good yeah. one. Mm -hmm. And then uh, mantra, which for example, the mantra I gave you guys earlier, but in the form of the three M's, it's really kind of more of a practice that I have with like my uh, people that I work with in my mentorship program. Um, and then also people I've worked with in the past with coaching and things like that. Um, I also have this manifestation through movement, which is like moving energy through your body. So it's like all these M's um, kind of work together to basically move stagnant energy out of your body and wake yourself up to your inner wisdom. And I feel like inner wisdom is like a guidance system that helps you. So if you're on this manifestation lifestyle manifestation journey, it's that little inner voice that is like helping to guide you. But oftentimes we ignore it because we are, we've kind of numbed ourselves to our inner wisdom because we think the answers are out there and we think other mm. people know better. And we let other people define us and tell us what, how our life should be. Mm. Thank you for such a quick answer to my very unfairly placed time-wise <laughs> question. <laughs> but I wanted, uh, I, I was um, so into the conversation. And honestly, I would actually spend another hour asking questions. And there were very many good questions in the Q&A section, and some of them are still coming in. Sorry, guys, that I wasn't able to br bring you up uh, online to talk to Christina. But uh, next time, uh, hopefully, we won't have this issue. Uh, and thank you for still uh, writing your questions. And I'm happy that I got to uh, voice some of your questions traditionally i'm going to ask you to leave a heart but i'm going to show you this <laughs> but traditionally i ask you to leave a heart in I the like comments too, though. As, as a thanks to my wonderful guest and if you're watching it later on on my youtube channel leave your hearts down under the video and uh, Christina, traditionally, I want to ask, uh, because we have two, three more minutes left. First of all, uh, how can people uh, go deeper into that topic? Uh, maybe, maybe just one suggestion or, or something, if, if that's the only, the only <clears throat> tip, the only uh, lesson they bring out of the, of, of the session. And, and the second question is, uh, how do they stay in touch with you if they want to learn more from you? Mm -hmm. And on the side note, by the way, I really love that you were closing your eyes while you were answering the question yeah. because you could witness the master manifesto in action. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, that was me tapping into my inner guide because I, you, you get just, life can distract you for sure. You know, there's so much stimulation all around. So it's like, 
closing in and coming into like what's happening inside here. That's cool. Yeah. So how can people uh, get to know you better? Um, you can listen to my podcast. It's, you could just Google my name or whatever in the pod. Or I don't think you Google it in, in the podcast, but it's called mindset to manifestation, um, that, or you can find me on Instagram, same handle mindset to manifestation. It's pretty easy to connect. And, um, yeah, I'm on the podcast. I give you guys like really, you know, I share a lot. And I open up and I'm very vulnerable in that because I feel like by me doing that, it allows other people to tap into their own vulnerability. People are scared to go into some of these places sometimes, but that's where your power lies. You know, it's like by not going there, you're like kind of diffusing your power a little bit. So you got to go into the basement and pull that stuff out. Thank you. Uh, and on this wonderful um, note, <laughs> I'm going to say bye to you guys. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Christina, for joining and for sharing so uh, so generously with us. And um, and thank you, Luba and Marsha, for being my guardian angels in the background, uh, although we couldn't hear or see you today. But thank you all for, for being here. For yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.